Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Vault. Chris, what's going on, man? Hey, man, I'm good. Um, you know, just taking it day by day. Um, you know, uh, just moving stuff is, is crazy. You know, moving back into my mom's house as we look for a house and then, you know, trying to organize everything here. It's It's been a lot. And then we got three kids on top of that. So it's it's interesting. This is the first time I've done this for sure. A newborn too, huh? Newborn. So yeah, she's like, she's about two months old at this point, pretty much. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a journey. You know, every kid is different. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, so Lily seems to be attached to mom quite a bit. Um, won't let mom get any rest and doesn't seem to like anybody else, at least not for a long period of time. So uh, mom is kind of left with all of the baby duties, I guess you, you should, you know, you could say so. Right. Yeah. But interesting times for sure, man. Um, we're about about maybe a few days away from getting our new car, which is good. So. OK, that's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. How's everything for you? Everything's going good around here, man. Uh, we've been having some great weather lately down here in the uh in the old south dude it was 80 yesterday i think are you serious yeah like it was i was really shocked i'm like is this still march you know what i'm saying like you know coming up from up there you know up old michigan i was surprised yeah i mean so you're in you're in north carolina Yeah, yeah 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 north carolina yeah um so i'm not really exactly surprised but like you know it's just, it's nice when it happens. It's one of those things, you know, because you, you you're in the South. Yeah. You hear about it all the time but until you experience it. You're like, oh, oh, this is nice. Yeah. This is very nice. So I kind of envy you, man, because I don't mean, envy me, man. We had some warmer weather up here, but it wasn't anything like 80 degrees. Right. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I really get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So I hear you finally saw Eternals. Um, I I made it, man. And uh, I think you're going to be surprised by what I said. You probably already saw what I said on Facebook, but uh, I saw the Batman. Mm-hmm. I heard about it. And I can't wait to hear your review of it. Um, you want me to hop right in? Yeah, I'd say just go ahead and hop right in. That way we can just get it out the way, because I feel like that's the biggest topic for tonight all right man off the bat i gotta tell you man this is one of the top three batman movies i've ever seen now i'll I'll let you know that the dark knight still to me is pretty top top form batman because i feel like in the batman universe there was pre-christopher nolan and there was post-christopher nolan specifically Mm -hmm. to me there's pre-dark knight and there's post-dark knight that's the benchmark right now. It's kind of like Chris Nolan's films. It is, man. The Batman is right, right there, man. It's not better, but it's right behind it. Mm. I tell you, man, everything in this film sells me. Robert Patterson is a great Batman. His voice isn't like, you know, throaty like Christopher Christopher Bale's was. I mean, Christian yeah. Bale. I'm sorry. Christian Bale, yeah. Yeah, um, Ben Affleck's Batman was cool too, but 
I feel like Robert Patterson's Batman has more of a voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, his voice is his Batman voice is cool. Bruce Wayne is a little gothy, but Bruce Wayne is introverted and like sticks to himself and is a reclusive uh, billionaire, billionaire, millionaire rather than uh, you know a playboy uh, billionaire. So I like, yeah, I like that they brought that out of him. Yeah, this is like year two of Batman in the movie. So basically, the bare bones plot line is um, there's two plot lines going on. There's the Riddler going around, going around killing off uh, uh, some of the uh, Gotham City's elite figures, mm-hmm. elite corrupt figures. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Batman's trying to track him down and trying to find him, you know, like to stop him. And then there's there's a um, there's a mission where he's trying to he's trying to find out why this one woman was uh, hanging out with a certain figure before he was killed. And the, the woman turns out to be a girlfriend of Selena Kyle, who is Catwoman. Um, so him and Catwoman kind of team up to uncover this mystery of who the Riddler is. Somewhere along the line, they come across the penguin and trying to figure out what's going on. So that's basically the bare bones plot line of what's going on in this film. Dude, I I gotta tell you off the bat, man, straight up five out of five. There is there's no I say the only thing that somebody might have a problem with in this movie is the runtime, which is three hours. But with all the action going on, it doesn't feel like three hours. Five out of five for a new Batman film. Um, it's pretty crazy because I was a you already know my expectation. I wasn't expecting it to be much. Um, but the fact that you gave this a five out of five makes me very interested in seeing it. This is and I I'll, I'll say this again because um I kind of went on Facebook and like after the after the film was released, um, I saw like multiple reviews. I came across your review. And then three others that were all good. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just like commented, like, this is the first review that I've seen that's good. This is the second, the third, the fourth. And so um, by the time I got to the fourth, I was like, OK, this this must be a good film because people are saying um, that it's it's worth it. Man, I'm telling you right now, when I walked into this movie, I had like I didn't have a low expectation, but I had a moderate expectation. I'm like, if this turns out to be good. That's good. If it turns out to be great, excellent. I just knew I didn't I had I had faith that it wouldn't end up being bad. So when I walked in there and the film turned out to be actually excellent, I said, man, that was a great movie. Like this is the reason you go to the movies. Movies like this. It's a great so it's movie. one of those films that makes oh, okay. Yeah, I'm really interested now. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, like this is this is the reason you go. This is why I say it's almost right behind the dark night. Um, Because the Dark Knight is its own monster. But uh, this movie is the reason you go to the movies, man. It's just a great crowd pleasing experience. And I think you would love it, dude. I actually think you would like it because this movie takes Batman to his roots as a detective. Like, you know, if you know Batman's history in the comics, he started out as a detective. This movie takes Batman back to his roots as that. And I actually think you, uh, for one, would would appreciate that. Mm. It's like so, the yeah. So the, the the fact that you said in this film Batman is more of a introverted, reclusive kind of person, um, that's that's already a different take. 
on how Batman has been perceived already. You know, in, in the other one, mm-hmm. he's always been more a little bit more extroverted and stuff like that. But this one, well, we're talking about um, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. I mean, I'm, is sorry, more I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah Bruce. Bruce Wayne is is uh, is more introverted in this one. Um, mm-hmm. In the other ones, he was more extroverted. So the fact that they got Bruce Wayne to be more of an introvert, like it seems on par. And I and I never thought about it that way, um, which already sounds like they're doing something right. Which is kind of like, oh, you know, like for those that haven't thought about Bruce Wayne as an introvert, a billionaire introvert, that's actually. That makes sense that he would be the Dark Knight. He hides in the shadows and things like that when he becomes the Batman. Like, that's his introverted nature to the max, if you know what I'm saying. Right, right. I got what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, everything so, about this movie, great action, nice dark thriller. What were you about to say? No. Oh, okay. I was about to, thought you were about to say something. Yeah, this is a great dark detective thriller. The only thing mm-hmm. that separates it from any other detective thrills is that it has a superhero at its core. Mm-hmm. But it leans yeah. more in the film noir. It doesn't like come off like a like a superhero movie. So um, I do have another question. How was how was Zoe Kravitz in this? I felt she had great chemistry with Robert Patterson. Um, mm-hmm. Her Catwoman was it, it was cool. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't really groundbreaking. I'm not mm-hmm. really the biggest Catwoman fan. But uh, I felt like with her in the role and her chemistry with Robert Patterson, uh, she did very well. Okay. Yeah, I right. I, I feel good. like they were a good match. Um, I tell you who blew me away, man, Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Hmm. He blew me away, man, because he just he really sinked into the role. You didn't see Colin Farrell; you saw the Penguin. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Robert Patterson is a great Batman dude. He he really sold it to all those Twilight naysayers out there, man. Y'all got to eat y'all shoes. The man killed it, and I love. I would love to see him in um in more. Now, with that being said, if I want to look before I get into all that. I gotta say, when you see this film, look out for a car chase sequence. That's probably one of the best action sequences in the history of Batman films, dog. There's a car chase sequence between Batman and the Penguin. You get a glimpse of it in the trailer, but it is so terrific when you see the whole thing from front to back. I'm actually, I'm really excited about this now, man. I'm glad that, uh, I mean, for for you to give a film a, a five out of five, that's not often that you do so it isn't often but i really could not find anything wrong with it mm-hmm. at all okay well, all right well hey folks l- listen you know uh if you have not seen the batman yet um anthony gives it his stamp of approval with the five out of five so definitely no no uh nothing wrong yeah five out of five man um i turned on my critic brain and I thought mm-hmm. long and hard about it. And I said, I can't find nothing wrong with this movie. Now, there will be some splitting hairs that people could go, eh, the Riddler could have been better. I, I like Paul Dano as the Riddler, but some people could be like, eh, he could have been better or this could have been better. But overall, as a movie, it's pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shoot. Okay. Um, 
Well, I'm hoping I can give it the same rating when I see it. Uh, I do plan on seeing this in in theaters if I can if I can manage it. Um, so I guess I'll just have to to wait for that moment. But the fact that you've given it a good review and so many others seem to have given it a good review, I think it's on the right track. So I'm hoping I can give it a five out of five as well. I think you should believe the hype. That's that's where I stand <laughs> on this. You should believe the hype. Very okay. good movie. Um, All right. So you finally saw Eternals, huh? Finally saw Eternals. You know, it came out on Disney Plus. You know, for all for all the the dads out there that you know can't seem to make it to their uh, their you know the hobbies that they used to really enjoy. Um, you know, at least during the child rearing years, it came to Disney Plus. Saw it on Disney Plus, and um, it. Okay. It wasn't exactly what I was expecting. I was expecting, you know, from the trailers and stuff like that, you know, you get more of a sense that, you know, it's going to be, you know, action feel like the rest of the Marvel movies, which it's not lacking in action. Mm -hmm. Um, It runs, it seems to run at a slower pace than other Marvel films. And it deals with a topic that is, um, I guess you could say is more niche than anything. Yeah um it's, it's a very it's a very somber marvel movie yeah and it, it in in a sense like without giving too much away it has to, it deals more with the uh it deals with the realm of response the responsibility of gods in a sense right um right. and so if you're not expecting that any and especially if you don't like diving into those kind of topics i can see why somebody would rate it lower than you know the other marvel films but if you're looking for something that's more headsy something that gets you thinking more um it 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 delivers in a way it's not the most like groundbreaking film ever like oh my gosh like that was some reality bending stuff but Mm -hmm. it just poses a a question you know and um if you're if you're ready for it it's like okay, that was cool. If you're not ready for it, it's like I don't know what the heck that was. It you really do have to get on this wavelength. Um, it's a somber. It's also an existential movie too. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it deals about the responsibility of gods, like you said, and uh, it has some like weighty questions behind it. That's why I liked it so much. It was a risk to make a movie like that on Marvel's part, but I feel like the risk paid off. I think so too. Now I will say this. I'm glad that they didn't lead with this film. I'm glad the MCU didn't start off with the Eternals. If they if it had right. started off with the Eternals, I don't think you know Marvel and uh, Disney would be what they are today. Um, mm. So this was this I, this was the right time to make a film like that, and the right time to take a risk on a film like that. After they had, I mean, you know, after Endgame and all that kind of stuff, this was the beginning of something new. This was the right time for something like that. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. So like what's your what's what's your takeaways? What's your favorite moments? What's when like the least favorite things you like about the movie? Um so one of the things was um I I'll start with this. Angelina Jolie is such a good actress that you 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 only see the characters that she plays. Um oh yeah, she so did really I, good. She did. She did do really good. Um, and it actually, my, my wife had to point out that she was such a good actress before I realized, like, yo, like she is killing it in this film. Um, 
Um, I let's see, what else did I like in it? Um, one thing I I did like about the film, and this is something that wasn't uh, exactly. Um, I don't think it was known to the masses, but it was shot on location, and you could kind of mm-hmm. tell that it was shot on location. Um, it just it felt different. Now I could say like the I wish the the grade like the color grade that they chose was was a little bit more punchier, but I feel like it was supposed to feel like it, you were. Um, uh, it, it was e- ethereal more like that is i feel like was what they were going for there were i don't want to say they were dry colors but there was a there was a tone and a color to the film that made you feel like there may be a loss of hope yeah i like that about the movie yeah so it it felt um and that's a that's a personal tasting and so for me it was like okay I, i get it i get why they would do that um but it was so different than what you know i feel like we're used to seeing with marvel films um anything else um i thought it was really cool when i forgot the character's name but the it was the uh the girl and she she wanted to be human i forgot that character's name I know you're talking about that little that little badass kid yeah um, <laughs> I don't mean that in a good way. Sprite, like she, Yo, she Sprite. Was her name was Sprite. Yeah, yeah. Sprite. Um, I felt like it was it was cool that they um, that uh, the other girl, the Asian girl, um, allowed her to be a human. Man, I thought that that's gotta be a horrible thing to go through. Man, you never make it past uh, the uh, the middle school years, dog. Yeah. <laughs> that's gotta be horrible, man. I feel sorry for that kid. Yeah, yeah, I I, I kind of felt sorry for her too, but you know she got her wish in the end, and mm-hmm. you know she got to go ahead and experience life as a human. Uh, so there are some redeeming qualities to to the film as well, um, and I I think that deals with also the aspect of love in a sense. And I've been kind of dealing a lot with that word lately because as I'm growing, as I'm raising my kids and stuff like that. But you know when you love something, you let it you you let it be how it is if right. that makes sense right 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 so that theme was there as well so i can understand that i i can uh i can empathize with that for sure yeah yeah i um when i saw eternals in theater i liked how the stakes were real like you know this is a marvel film so you know most likely things are going to go in the hero's favor. But I like how the film presented real stakes. Like, yo, if they don't do this, it it could be game over for Earth. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is bigger than Thanos. This is like actual, like, God yeah. in the sky. Not yeah. the God, but, you know, an actual, like, God-like figure uh, that could pretty much not just snap your fingers, but get rid of everybody. Yeah. Um, I like that. I like that the stakes were made more real this time around. It was more of a meditative reflection on like, well, what does it mean to save humanity? Is humanity really worth saving? Like, I like mm-hmm. how Brian Tyree Henry's uh, section, like his character, his flashback when uh, he tried to help people. And um, I think it was during uh, the Pearl Harbor strike. I don't know mm-hmm. what, what war he was a part of, but he had tried to help people. He had tried to make uh, 
like weapons that could help in war, but all it led to was just more destruction on either side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, you got to ask this question, like, are these people worth saving at the end of the day? Because humanity is always going to make their mistakes. Like every time they go through history where something's going on, they try not to interfere because it's like you got to let them be how they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was I thought it was interesting how, you know, either way it went, I don't think the if it if it went a different way, it wouldn't have been wrong. There was no wrong answer. Right. To the film. Like that was crazy, you know. Um, so I thought that that was really cool. Like, how the heck do you do that in a film? Like, there's no wrong answer. It's just it's really just choice. I'll say this, man. I liked how. uh <laughs> Though you can always laugh when you go on social media. I like how there was a joke with uh B- Brian Tyree Henry's character, like uh, dude, where was this guy during slavery? Like, where where was this guy during slavery? We could have right. used that mind to, to build something to get us out of chains. Where, where, where was he? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, t- I thought that was pretty funny. But um, so did you watch the end credits? Yeah, I did. Um okay. I- yeah, I, so I don't know. Should, should we spoil that? Because it is it has been out for a while. So, I mean, I, pretty much everybody that's seen it. I, I, it I mean, we ain't really saying anything. Uh, with, like, um, you know whose voice that was in the end, right? In the final end? No, I don't. Who who was that? Because I was wondering that. Oh, wow. That's Blade, man. It's Blade. Oh, my goodness. Okay. It's Blade. Now, listen. When I first heard the voice, I was like, who is that? That sounds like a black guy. I know that's not my man. I know that's not uh, Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury. That's got to be somebody else. And then I thought about it, and I, well, I ended up looking it up, and it was Mahershala Ali. He's playing the new Blade. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah and then you got the Harry Styles one, which I thought was uh, pretty funny. If you look up that guy, um, I think his character is pretty uh has some pretty interesting powers but uh yeah i think eternals was cool man what what rating would you give it oh this one is a hard one um because it's it was it's in its own it's in its own category um it didn't really have the pacing that i usually like for marvel films but it was like you said meditative i give it a 3.5 I think that's around what I gave it. Yeah, I thought it was a I thought it was a gutsy Marvel film. Like you usually see DC take a lot of chances and mm-hmm. take a lot of risk with their uh, with their work. Mm-hmm. The risk doesn't always pay off, but I feel like Marvel took a risk with this movie and it did pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't totally write it off. Yeah. So the, you know that even score of three point five, it's it seems fair for it. Okay. Now you told what me you? what did you give it? I forgot. I think it was around there. I think it was a three or a three point five. I don't quite remember. Okay. okay. But uh, I'm wondering, man, what what took you? Why after all this time, you 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 finally watched uh Fast Nine? <laughs> man, that's one of those movies where if I didn't catch it in theaters, I wouldn't care about it anymore. I would even try to watch it. So um, I saw it because I don't know if you remember but i said that i would i would watch it once it came out on a streaming service and oh you said just that? yep and it just so happened that you know um it was i think it was it was last night 
I think it was last night. You know, so Euphoria is done. You know, the the season finale has you know passed and everything. And I was like, what what right. else can I watch? So I'm on HBO Max and I see the banner for for you know Fast Nine. I'm like, I never saw this. Let me go ahead and watch it. And that's how I ended up watching it. Okay, so uh, what's your response? Ridiculous. It's a, it's a absolutely a ridiculous movie. And you know what? Midway through, I was just like, you know what? This is one of those movies where you just got to accept the fact that this is the kind of movie that this is. It's Ayo. just meant to push the limits of like, what can we do next? That just seems ridiculous. All I'm going to say, Tyrese, Ludacris in space. That was I'm in done. a car I'm in, in a, a car. car i'm done man i'm done <laughs> I, was, I yeah when they when, when i saw them when they strapped that car onto the rocket i was just like why are they going into space in a car on a rocket right man I, it just doesn't make sense i was done man i was done <laughs> but it's a, it's a fun movie when you watch it the first time and you turn your brain off but it's just the movie is so insane and stupid I think Fast Five is the perfect mix of driving cars and great action. I think when The Rock first got into it and they they expanded the world, it became it became pretty good. Um, Did I see Fast Six? I don't know if I saw Fast Six, but I I think I skipped that one. But uh, even tell you the storyline in most of them (laughs) because I think Six was the one with uh, Luke. His name isn't Luke Perry, uh, but you you know the actor if you saw him. Uh, it, it had the guy that played Jason Statham's brother in the franchise. He was in it. And then Jason Statham came in seven, which was Paul Walker's last one. But uh, I like Fast Five because it's a perfect mix of everything. Um, mm. But I think when you start going too much into the, the crazy, you know, um, realm of uh, fast cars, uh, faster in action. Space right like come on man yeah it, it's it's like we just said it starts to get really ridiculous um and then you got you know vin, every time vin diesel's on screen family 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 i mean they even went into like the backstory of you know if if if, if you're a toretto you know then then right. family means everything to you don't 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 take a don't, don't take a family away from a toretto it's gonna you know end everything like right, right. just it's ridiculous man i give it some cool points for trying to add backstory but at the end of the day it's like this is this is fast and furious man come on you know you know what was sad for me it was like i i couldn't turn my brain off until midway through when i had to realize like, i just had to let this film be what it was going to be so right. i feel like I feel like that kind of messed up my experience of watching it, but it's not a film I would watch again. <laughs> Look, man, dumb action. It is. Uh, there's dumb, it's great dumb action. I look at this like the Transformers films, dude. They're great dumb action movies. Now, I will yeah. say, Michael Bay with the Transformers films are actually, I, I like the action in that. This action, I don't really like as much in the past nine. Fair enough, fair enough. But um, okay, what I would say is Michael Bay is a talented action director, but I just Transformers two through four, uh, I can't, man. I just can't. Unless I turn my brain off, I can't watch those. I like the first one. The first one's decent to me. 
but the second one onward i just i can't do it because it's just so it's so stupid like it's not like bad boys like i can watch bad boys one through three like they're all good and they're they mm -hmm. all to some point you know make you know make sense the island makes sense you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. uh what was i never saw the rock but i heard that was good um armageddon as stupid as that movie it's still very entertaining you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying like you can you, mm -hmm. that movie can get away with this stupidness mm -hmm. uh i can't watch most of the transformers films dude because they just make no sense to me mm. like in the second one optimus prime like died and then he came back and it just it, it made no sense I don't know. Don't, don't let me get off on a tangent. So what would you give this out of five, man? Oh, fam, bro. I almost want to say <laughs> this might be the lowest rating I've ever given a film, bro. <laughs> I want to say a 1.5, bro. Dang, really? You got to a 1.5, man. I didn't even really like the action that much. It was just it was just so unbelievable. And then Letty is in the car talking about, I've never seen that one before, or that one's new, whatever she said. Like when they jumped off of that cliff and the, the cable snatched onto the car and they right. swung across it. I was like, that was corny. And then her line was corny. And then they were trying to call attention to the fact that they were surviving all these stunts with Tyrese's character. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, and they tried to call attention to it multiple times. I'm like, let, let it go. We all get it. We get it. This is dumb action. Just let it be what it's going to be. Right, right. I mean, it is what it is. I give it I give it a 2 or a 2.5. I don't think it's that low uh, because I did kind of enjoy it in theaters. I thought it was a nice, dumb action movie, but I knew that it wasn't better than what it, it It's not better than what it's, it's not. It's not trying to be more than what it is. Well, no, let me take that back. <laughs> the the Fast and Furious we started with was a racing film. Yeah. Now, obviously, it's better than it's more trying to be more than what it is now. But yeah, I couldn't get a, I couldn't get past the space thing. That was just really just stupid to me. Yeah, it was. And there's someone doing a Fast Ten now, and I'm just like, please. You know, the shameful thing. I'm probably gonna go see it. <laughs> That's sad, man. That's I'm, sad. I'm probably just gonna go see it anyway so sad bro i know what i'm getting in i know what i'm putting myself into man i i'm not i'm not oblivious to the uh abusive relationship i'm in i know what i'm putting yeah. myself in it's very abusive <laughs> and toxic man <laughs> oh man oh, hey man. so you finished euphoria man how, how you liking this second season i ain't i ain't catch it yet so I'll say this, man. I, I had a conversation with somebody on Facebook that brought some things into perspective for me. Yeah, you um, went to a whole little spiel. Yeah. So I think so Euphoria season one, right? It 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 was a masterpiece. So you had great storyline, you had great character development, you had, you know, they went into the backstories of all the characters and stuff like that. Great first season. And so then so then when season two comes out, we're all excited to see these characters again. We're like, yes, like I want to see how Rue is doing. I want to see how how Cassie's doing, all of them. Um, and so that hype mixed in with 
the craziness of season two, which that was the goal, according to Sam Levinson, is that everybody has kind of lost their minds in season two. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like uh, that goal was accomplished, but it did, I will say, they almost overdid it on the craziness in this season. They almost overdid it. They were approaching that line, but they but they reeled everything back in when the finale hit so or actually in episode seven they reeled everything in and made sense of everything and to be honest that's kind of like that's different it's like it's a feat that isn't really that doesn't seem to be done often usually if a show goes off the rails it just keeps going off the rails but they kind of brought it back to center with a play Mm-hmm. And then this, and then the finale happened, and it was, it was like, okay, that was good. I, I want to see how this wraps up, and I feel like that's what I'm looking forward to now. Is like, how are we gonna wrap this up? I already told my wife, I want them to wrap it up with a film. If they do a two, three hour film to wrap it up, cool, or even a limited, uh, like two part series or something like that. Maybe each each part is two hours. That would be dope. Go ahead and wrap it up. But I don't want to see this show get so out of control that it loses its allure See, that's what i was that's what i was a little happy that's what that's what i was worried about because i i heard a criticism online that said like you know you know this is good this show looks great um sam levison is a great director uh zendaya is a great lead but you know how far are we gonna what's this show really about are we seeing a lot mm-hmm. of kids go crazy while zendaya you know goes up and down with her addiction and and relapsing like where is all this going mm-hmm. you know and uh i remember a critic saying like you know for all the exploitativeness of the show where what's the end game uh, what are we doing mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. so i wanted to know if you kind of shared that same take where it was like yeah it wraps itself up and now it's like it's spiraling back out of control and like is it going to be the same old show like i don't want this to turn into a shameless i, I never know, saw yeah. that okay mm-hmm. So Shameless is, is, is basically in the name, Shameless. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. about this uh, white family that lives in the ghetto of Chicago, South Side. So th- it's a very dysfunctional family. The patriarch is an alcoholic drunk that always, you know, um, lets his family down. He's a horrible father, but he's mm-hmm. played by William H. Macy. So there's some like crazy charisma there. There's mm-hmm. a there's a big sister that takes care of the whole family. And it looks like more and more the Gallaghers, they try to pick themselves up. They try to get better. But it's like they keep going into more and more shameless territory as each season goes by. And it's like, okay, are we ever going to reach like a, are these people ever going to learn from their mistakes? Because it's different when you're watching the Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where, you know, their, um, (laughs) their evilness is part of the joke. You know, Mm -hmm. they're never, they're not good people. Like they're mm-hmm. they're deceptive friends, whereas in Shameless, where it's uh, pitches more of a dramedy, you want to see some come up for these folks. You want to see them at least get better. But it's like mm-hmm. they keep going through the same thing season after season. Do you think that's what Euphoria is going through? This is this is what I I I hope it doesn't go through. Um, and this is why I feel like they need to wrap it up. Um. Mm-hmm. I will say this, you know, of course, Euphoria 
got the attention of DARE, which is uh, it's, it's, it's an acronym, but it's basically an anti-drug, you know, organization. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they criticized the show. Oh, I was saying that. Uh, so they, they, they got the attention of DARE, the anti-drug uh, agents or organization. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they criticized the show. And Zendaya stepped in and, you know, you know, uh, had a response for them and was saying, you know, this is uh, something that can help people, you know, because it helps them understand what drug addiction is like um, right. and, you know, what 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 somebody goes through. And to, to that, I can actually attest to that because there was one episode, I think it was episode five or six, where, you know, Zendaya was running through the streets, you know, like the whole episode focused on what she did after she uh, got out of her mom's car because they were trying to take her to rehab. She got out of her mom's car in the middle of traffic, you know, Mm -hmm. was running around, you know, all day, just trying to get some drugs. And what's that remind you of? It it reminds you of the local crackhead that you see running around, going through garbage cans and stuff like that. And everybody's like, oh, my, oh, that's just, that's, that's just, uh, William, the, the, the neighborhood crackhead but like nobody actually stops and thinks and says that person has a family that person has people that you know cares about them or used to care about them and not in that drug is is holding them hostage you know like that they they just want it all the time so it's ruining their life um so i agree with them in that aspect because i saw a drug addict from a different perspective while watching this show and it's actually helped me have more compassion for people that go through that so it's doing its job. Now, the only thing is, is this season two the end of it doing its job? Because I feel like we've had these conversations. We've had all of these, um, you know, these sensitive topics being brought up to, you know, mm-hmm. discuss them. But how are we going to end this? Is there a light at the end of the tunnel or is this all just a mess? Because if this is all just a mess, they got Euphoria, Sam Levison, Zendaya, all of them have the eyes of so many different organizations and stuff right now. And they're all wondering, how is this going to end? How is this going to impact people? There's a huge responsibility here. I'll say this, man. This is, um, man, this is uh, ambitious. Every episode is written and directed by Sam. I yeah. didn't know that. I, yeah. I thought like I, I at least thought every episode would be co-written by him, but uh, yeah, oh, he's he, written director, yeah. Oh wow, okay, that's that's interesting. Um, that kind of reminds me of how uh season two onward, Sam Esmail directed every episode of uh Mr. Robot. Yeah, that, that's uh, amazing too. Like these these directors and stuff that do that, write every episode and direct every episode, like you know that's talent man and that's like uh such a a depth yeah of like passion that i don't think i mean i hope one day i can match that in something that that i create and maybe it just comes Mm -hmm. from doing the actions of creating the show but that seems almost exhausting did you want to uh you ever thought of watching the initial show that Euphoria is based off of the the is the Israeli show? Um I think it's I think I it's called you I think yeah, it's called it Euphoria, uh you uh, translated into English. Uh you ever yeah. thought of watching it? Yep. Um and it was actually one of the producers from that show is a producer on this one as well. Yeah, you know Drake produces this show? 
Yep, yep. <laughs> I know about that. It's crazy, ain't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you you've given me enough incentive to watch it. So do you think this season's better than the first season, or do you feel like it's just I feel a like, whole? It's I feel a like they tone. were. It's a different tone, but but the two work as a unit. You you okay. can't you can't enter season two without watching season one because you won't understand everything. Well, we well, so you know, we, we know that, but I'm saying like, do you think it's better? Um. No, I feel like it's a okay. I I feel like it's a to be continued kind of thing it, because it's um. Season one gave a whole lot of backstory for all the characters. And now in season two, we get to understand where those characters are now in their life. And I can't say that season two is better than season one or season one is better than season two. Hmm. Okay. All right. That sounds a little confusing, but I, I guess I got to witness it to understand what you're saying. At least for me, somebody else might might be able to say, like, I'm sure if you go on the Internet and you ask somebody, they'll say, oh, season one was definitely better than season two. Um, but for me, it's kind of like it's it's not complete yet. Maybe when the third season comes out, I'll be able to say season one was better or season two was better because I'll have the full picture. But right now, without having the full picture, like it's season two was a mess. Season one was backstory. So I don't really it's hard to judge it. Okay, all right, I get I get what you're saying a little bit. Um, Now, this is this is surprising to me. This is the second most watched show in HBO history behind Game of Thrones. Yes. That's crazy um, to me. They had like, was it 16.6 million viewers or something like that? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm definitely intrigued to, to check it out, man. I'm going to get into season two. I want to let you know, though, that I um I just uh I just caught up to Ozark. I still got to watch that, man. That's that's on my list next. Yeah, I, I just caught up uh, right where it left off, right before the second half of the final season drops. Very good, man. Very good. good. You can tell Ozark is kind of like a son of Breaking Bad, whereas Breaking Bad is a son of The Sopranos, mm-hmm. uh, where it's like you, you have a show that came before it that you can tell is influenced by it, but it mm-hmm. takes its influences and makes it into its own show. It makes okay. it into its own like tone and theme. It does a very good job of that. Jason Bateman and Laura Linney, just two great leads, man. Um, homegirl in a supporting role, which I'm starting to see her in a lot now. Uh, man, what is her name? I'm going to have to look it up. But uh, she plays a, a younger girl in Ozark. She's very good, too. Um, her name is, I know her name, Julia Garner, I think is her name. She's starting to be in a lot more stuff. Uh, great actress, man. I'd say whenever you, whenever you have the time, I'm try, I try not. I try to take my TV viewing um, easy day by day. I'm not as mm-hmm. overwhelmed anymore. When I get to something, I'll get to it. Uh, but I say when you get, when you have the time to finally start it, it's a good show. I just watched the first season of Peaky Blinders. That's a mm-hmm. pretty good British show, uh, British gangster show. I like it. Killian Murphy. Oh, 
I remember seeing ads for that. Yeah. Um, I was interested in watching. I just never got around to it. Yeah. When, when you when you settle into it, it's a pretty solid show. I'd say I say it's very good. Um, but all right, man, I think you've given me enough incentive to uh, to hop back into the world of Euphoria. It's just so hard and fast. Like, I'm like, dude, ain't no way my high school was this chaotic. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you know, I, I feel like a lot of this stuff happens in pockets, right? So, right, right, right. Uh, I, don't, I don't think all of this happens within the same vicinity, but I, I get what you're saying. This is all possible. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's possible. And it's never the whole school that's going through all this stuff. It's always a group of people. And that's right. exactly what this show, you know, shows is that a group of people are jacked up <laughs> and this stuff happens, you know? So for sure it's, and, and, and that's why a lot of people, the, 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 the criticism it got was like, my high school was never like this and blah, blah, blah. That means you just, you weren't around those types of people. Cause there are, there are definitely yeah. people that have stories in, in high school that are similar to this. For some, sure. some maybe not as extreme. Some maybe get close to how it was here, you know? So it depends. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Uh, before we go, man, uh, anything going on in the film world with you? Anything uh, got your hands on? Um, so I've been I've been feeling a pull to to work on uh, my script with uh, Varian and Shy. You know, the, I, don't, I don't know if you remember the the movie I was doing. Yeah, I remember what you told me about. Yeah, yeah. So um, I've been feeling the the pool to start back on that but i could feel it's not the right timing yet um so currently my film career my or maybe i should say my film my next film project is still on pause um i'm more with the business side of my business um so that i can then raise the proper funds that are needed to actually execute on a film that in the way that I would really want to execute it on. Okay. So okay. that's kind of what I'm working on now. And of course, to provide for the family and stuff, because this is this is what I want to do. This is how I want to make my money. Right. So, so that's kind of what I'm working on now. Okay, for sure, man. Well, I can't wait to see whatever you bring to the table. You know, whatever you come through, uh, we'll talk about it uh, and yeah. you know, put it out there, of course. Yo, so I do have a question though. So, so um, I I feel like you mentioned that you were you were writing scripts, or are you trying to get into copywriting more so right now? I remember you said something something about both of those. I, I'm uh, I'm taking a class on copywriting, but I've been meaning okay. to get back into my screenwriting. Why? Okay. What's up? I was just wondering uh, where where are you at with that? How's all that going? Um, I started the class, but I um, I need to get back into it. Mm -hmm. um so uh i gotta get back to the class that's pretty much where i'm at right now and uh i gotta get back to writing the words filling the hole in this in in the page as they as they call it in the writing world yeah i most like i I'm mostly just been relaxing and like trying to like uh make sure i'm good but i think it's time for me to like put my fingers back on the keys i just been so busy i'm trying to balance the thing between work and like the work you're trying to do so that you work for yourself. Mm -hmm. I feel that, man. Hey, it'll come. Definitely, man. Definitely. So that's where I'm at with it. 
Um, all right, man. I think that pretty much wraps it up. Yeah, this 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 was a good show. We covered quite a bit in this one. Yeah, for sure. All right, y'all. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This has been another episode of The Vault. We will see y'all later. All right, peace.